0: Day 29. The Son of Man. Daniel 7, verses 13 to 14. I continued watching in the night visions, and suddenly one like a son of man was coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was escorted before him. He was given dominion and glory and a kingdom so that those of every people Nation and language should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will not be destroyed. This is the word of God. What do we learn about the Son of Man? Centuries after Daniel's vision, Jesus claimed to be this man. Of all the titles Jesus took for himself, Son of Man was the one he used the most. He turned a prophetic symbol, first articulated in this verse we read today, and used it as a title to refer to himself. From this text, we also learn that he is the heavenly rock. Four decades earlier, Daniel had interpreted Nebuchadnezzar's dream of the statue, a statue made of gold, silver, bronze, and iron, where each new metal Represented a subsequent kingdom. In that dream, a heavenly stone crashed into the statue during its fourth and final kingdom, the Roman Empire, and grew to become a great mountain, representing God's eternal kingdom. In this parallel vision, the Son of Man is the heavenly king who, during the fourth empire, sets up an eternal kingdom that would start small but would outlast and eventually replace every other earthly kingdom. Thirdly, the Son of Man is presented as more than a man. The human-like figure in Daniel's vision is also godlike. The first hint of this is that he comes with the clouds of heaven. In Psalm 103 verse 4, God is the one who rides the clouds of heaven. The clouds represent God's presence. In the book of Exodus, God's presence is evident in the pillar of clouds above the Ark of the Covenant. The second hint of his divinity is that he is worshipped and served by all tribes and tongues. God alone is worthy of worship. When Jesus would later call himself the Son of Man, his opponents rightly interpreted this as Jesus saying he was God. Fourthly, he is heaven and And earth's true king, God's co regent. Many of the Old Testament prophecies speak of a divine king on earth who represents and operates in tandem with his heavenly counterpart. Likewise, the Son of Man is given dominion or authority on the earth as the true divine king. We're told that the Son of Man is given this authority. In the same way, when Jesus overcame the grave, he announced that all authority in heaven and earth had been given to him. Fifth, he is the king of a better kingdom. In Daniel's vision, the kingdoms of the earth are compared to beasts from the sea. Earthly kingdoms can be savage and beastly. They are spread and sustained by bloodshed. Jesus' kingdom, on the other hand, is merciful and gracious. The blood that is shed is the sacrificial blood of its crucified king. Far from being beastly, the heavenly kingdom is ushered in by a son of man. It is humane, not heartless. It is guided by wisdom, not driven along by cravings of power. Jesus' kingdom is from the clouds, not from the sea. It is not restless and wicked and unpredictable, but godly and good. And sixth, he is the king of a global and eternal kingdom. It consists of those of every people, nation and language. It is not parochial or limited to one culture or place. It is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away. In the book of Revelation, Jesus is worshipped as the one who purchased members of every tribe and language and people with his blood, making them into a kingdom and priests to serve God and to reign on the earth. In so doing, he is worthy to receive power, wealth, wisdom, strength, honor, glory and praise. So when exactly does The Son of Man come with the clouds of heaven. Is it still to come, or has it already happened? Jesus claimed not only to be the Son of Man, but also prophesied that he would soon come with the clouds of heaven. For example, he says, The Son of Man will come in his Father's glory with the holy angels. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death. Before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power, we tend to wrongly interpret these words to refer to Jesus' second coming, when he will come from the Father to the earth. But a closer look at the Daniel vision shows that the Son of Man does not come from God, but to God. The Son of Man was coming with the clouds, he was approaching the Ancient of Days. In other words, The coming with the clouds does not refer to Jesus' second coming, but to his triumphant and glorious return to the Father, after living a perfect life, dying a sacrificial death, and rising victorious over death. The outpouring of his spirit was and is the evidence that Jesus is now reigning with power. With this understanding, we see that this part of Daniel's vision has already been fulfilled. That said, it will happen again in a far more public and dramatic way. One day, the Son of Man will appear in the sky and the peoples of the earth will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. What about you? Of the six things you learn about Jesus, the Son of Man, in this prophecy, which is most meaningful to you today? Why not turn your reflection into prayer?